Hello, listeners. It's Noelle, the player of Vivian. Wow, I cannot believe everything that's going on in the show. Super exciting. Hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. You know the drill. Thank you to Midnight Syndicate. You can listen to their awesome music and get some of it to include into some of your own games at www.midnightsyndicate.com. And of course, thank you for Ambient Sound from Sword Coast Soundscapes. You can access his stuff at youtube.com slash Soundscapes. From myself and everyone at Die by the Sword podcast, thank you for continuing to listen. Bye. So I'm getting back in the swing after a two week vacation and I'm still I'm still not over it. Like I wanna be back in vacation mode, y'all. Boy, ain't that the truth? I've always thought January was the longest month in the year. No, February is the longest month. I of mean, the technically, year. it ties for a bunch of like other months. And this is true. It's, it's so long between holidays. Once you're once you're past New Year's, which I always thought was a sort of a pud holiday anyway, unless you really got a lot of money, <laughs> you know, can do something truly fun rather than just being with a lot of people who I don't want to be with anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the holidays. Because I mean, you have things like Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day and all of that that are on there, but they're not like you, you don't get, get time off, work. off from work. Yeah, yeah. But you're just and, saying yeah. January feels long? Yes. No, February feels the longest. I don't care that it's... It's the, the sh- shortest month. I don't care. It is the longest month of the year. It just drags on. Drags mm. on. I think it's because we're in Texas and February is the coldest month. Yeah. That's when all the ice storms well, that's hit. That's true. And I it's, am it's so two cold. Week, two weeks of winter. Yeah. yeah. Mm. January, January, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, winter. But it's like February, it's just like, I am so cold and I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, and we, then by the beginning of March, all the daffodils are blooming. So mm-hmm. right. it's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's quick, but it's yeah. cold. Yeah. <sighs> I'm very cranky in February. <laughs> Luckily, it's still January, but I'm also cranky because I'm not on vacation. (laughs) And I mean, I went next level slug mode on this vacation. Like, I did nothing productive. and It was great. I guess I'm in the minority in that I'm excited to go back to work. Uh, I don't like having long periods of nothing. Oh, it was great. There's never nothing. (laughs) It was great. I played a bunch. It's just not working. Noelle does really well in nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, is it really a vacation if you haven't gone days on end without bathing or brushing your teeth? I don't think so. <laughs> Learning more about Noel than we need to. I, I, I am disturbed by this. Well, uh, if it's good enough for Lady Gaga, it's good enough for us. So in case y'all haven't picked up, I'm starting out January 6th. Yep. You're gross. Yeah. yeah. It's really well, gross. I was sick in December, so it's your turn, I guess. Yeah, just kind of making its way around the table. And, and no, it's not the same thing that I had. So No, yeah. it's not. I... I'm yet to be sick this year. <laughs> better, better knock on some wood. <laughs> There's 364 more days, 65 more days, because it's leap year, right? I don't know how many days it is. We're past January 1st, so. Oh, so we 300 are. and something days. Yeah. Plenty of time to there. make it up. 300 something more days plus one, because it's a leap year. Yeah. Is it a leap year? It is a leap year. Leap year, Olympics, election, it all happens this year. Yeah, y'all, it's not only a new year, it's a new decade. New decade. Oh. Although there is some argument that the decade doesn't actually start until, until 2021. Two, it's kind of like the new century not starting until 2001. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. dumb. Because there wasn't doesn't a year. Matter. It wasn't exactly a year zero. No, I don't buy that. <laughs> We're all... in the 2020 zonies now. <laughs> Twin zonies. Twin zonies. <laughs> I'm just happy to be in a year that matches my vision. <laughs> Mine has not been 2020 for a long time. <laughs> 
Yeah, that won't last no while. <laughs> I know, the, but I'm really happy to have 2020 vision in 2020. Mm-hmm. It can all start going down after this, and I'll match the years. <laughs> Despite her issues with math, she really likes when numbers match that way. Oh, yeah. Right. We got makes her happy. Well, it's the same number. It's it's easier. Yeah. But really, no, that's, that's kind of what match means. <laughs> <laughs> Only imagine how many vision-type jokes will happen this year. Like Probably. all the advertisements of, look at these sales for 2020. Oh. See 2020 vision. Yeah, oh, I didn't even good. See it clearly, yeah. that kind of thing. I already hate it. Well, right. yeah. I'll be disappointed if they're... I'm if, already done with if it. If they don't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't wait until it's February 2nd, 2022. It's all numbers, all twos. 2-2-22. Two, two, right. And so it, if you I, got, I think it's a Tuesday, so it's also Taco Tuesday. Oh. So if you got something important to do, do it that day. Well, this is like... um Richard and I, we specifically got married on a palindrome of 7117. That's how much I like playing with numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except when you're multiplying them. Yeah. Well, we've discussed this. I, I'm bad at math in my head. I can I, I know math, and the reason I get it wrong in my head is because I'm doing the wrong math. Well, I like, play- <laughs> I like playing with those little, the letter magnets, but I can't spell for crap. Yeah. Good point. But since it really was vacation... We also haven't been recording mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks, so I'm excited to get back into this. Yeah, recording. Oh. We'll get in the swing of recording, and then I'll go on vacation for 10 days. And then someone else will get sick. Then someone else will get sick. So. Ah, oh, I mean, it's like life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is great, because we've just started recording, and it's been all nice and quiet, and now Rolf has uh, started to join the party again. Yeah. Maybe I can get the uh, magnifying glass back from him. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what he's trying to tell you maybe vivian's adopted him maybe oh like that little poodle or that poodle that little chihuahua she's keeping him in her purse mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be so funny <laughs> you need a pretty big bag big purse for that yeah. big purse. just like either that or the crooked kin are always within earshot no matter where we are i need a mary poppins purse one of those big carpet bags so you need a bag of holding yeah i need a bag mm-hmm. of holding because mm-hmm. then it won't matter Yes, because the purse will do its own support. They have a uh, they have the rules spelled out of how long a creature can survive inside of a bag of holding. Well, his head would be out. It's fine. Fair enough. But what would it be standing on? I imagine Infinity. a bag of holding is just like yeah, it's in, it's just space. He's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, I I really am excited to get back into recording, mm-hmm. getting back into Law and Order world. Chung chung. So where were shut up ralph where were we last time library we made it to the library you had just gotten to the library after talking to the barrister getting his story and talking to the beast of lepstad getting his story horace horace and then you made your way you went back picked up the books that you needed to return to the library from the judge's house went to the library and as you got to the library you saw that the door had been Looked like it had been messed with and broken. It used to have right. this nice superior lock on it. Now it's just like a deadbolt, <laughs> basically. You mean like a dead deadbolt? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I want to pause before we head further into the library. Just we there was a lot of there was a lot of information that was given last episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So before we totally jump in here, can we kind of unpack some of that? Yeah, we, go for it. We are we're Horace's lawyers. Mm-hmm. We talked to Horace, nice guy. Roderick was a dick to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, um, that's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's really unpacked that information. Let's, let, let's review the case. <laughs> okay, yes. So, then uh, we talked to the... <laughs> I remember now. Okay. We talked We talked to the barrister. I don't remember his name. George? Georg? Gustav Koppel. 
Yeah, so close. Uh, he has a, a very difficult uh, stammer. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got a stammer, a stutter. He's a stutterer. So this is crazy. The, 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 this is so crazy, the scenario that we're set up. The trials already, the pre- preliminary trials have already been taking place. The next three days, so we are on, we are on the 25th of Farast. Starting the next day, the 26th, they're going to start hearing actual cases the next three days over three of the biggest crimes that mm-hmm. Horace is c- accused of. And basically, our challenge is we have to go find evidence for each of these cases and then go to court and deal with them. And, and it's re- really the timeline's going to work out. We got to go find evidence about a case, come back, do the trial, and then leave immediately and go find evidence about the next case, then go do the trial. It's like, I don't know when we're going to sleep. It's like we're actual lawyers. Exactly. <laughs> and more like paralegals. Yes, yes. So, so the first case that we're going to be dealing with tomorrow is for the city or town of Marast, where Horace is accused of murdering 10 citizens uh, about a year ago. But before, and what we decided before going to investigate Marast and going over there, we are going to the library to return the books and investigate the scene there where, because that's where Horace was found. Correct. Right? So, did I get everything? I believe so. Mm, maybe. Maybe. So, I think we can unpause now and... And resume. Yes. Okay. So, you've made it into the library. Uh, you've walked in and you saw Dr. Martin A. Crowell, who Roderick obviously knows, because as soon as you walk in, Dr. Crowell says, Ah, Roderick, I've been expecting you. Dr. A. Crowell, it has been some time. It has been. You look so grown up. You look... The same as when I left you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so Doctor Akral, I'd like you to meet my friends. These are uh, this is Zenobia Serpentry, uh, Vivian Heatherton, and Renly Shadel. And uh, as I've already said, this is Doctor Akral. He's a he's a friend of mine from when I studied here at the university. And I apologize. I seem to have uh, breathed something in when we stepped into the library. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, you always said you were allergic to this library. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I was allergic to books. I take them to my study instead. Yeah. Must be something in the walls. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you know, it's too bad about the lock on the front door. We had a set of superior locks, but we gave them away. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been nice to, to have another set. Perhaps we can get those later. Uh, welcome to the University of Lepestad. Uh What brings you all here? We are returning these books. Ah, yes. I'm, I'm afraid the, the fine will be substantial. No, no, the judge said she'd, she'd wipe it for us. Uh, yes, we have it on the authority of Judge Embrotheramid that we shall not be charged uh, any late fees for returning these books. For we did not borrow them. Uh-huh. Well, do you? Okay. <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> it, simple donation for the library. It will help with our cleanup efforts. Let us get paid first, and then we can talk. Okay, fine. Uh, yes, please do excuse the mess here in the library. Um, it normally doesn't look like this. <laughs> I assumed not. I assume this has something to do with, with Horace, um, the the Beast of Lepestad. Ah, yes. He was, uh, he was captured here. Is there anything you can tell us about what happened as he was being captured, or before then? Well, it seemed that he was in here looking for something, and he was searching around... And the guards spotted him, and um, they tried to stop him, 
which made him angry. Um, he did not really hurt any of them, but he moved them out of his way. Uh, I'm not sure what happened at, at some point, because I was not here at the time, but uh, it appears that something made him extra angry, and he just started smashing bookshelves and tables and all sorts of things, and then just sat on the ground looking depressed. I guess he didn't find it. Well, there is one thing that is missing. So perhaps he did find that. If he was arrested, then what happened to what he was holding? How do we know that he has what was missing? Oh, we don't. We can only assume. Um, but so you you, just, you're so correct. This, this, this item is missing. However, he did not have it on him. Oh, he keisted it. <laughs> yes, did he have it you in really him? really obsessed with that joke <laughs> prison pockets yes what 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 is missing the the one thing that was missing uh, was from our antiquities department in the back of the um, the library uh, it, it was the sea sage effigy sea sage effigy is it like seaweed sure so I mean what I've never heard of sea sage can we do a roll uh, knowledge on that so this would be a knowledge history. Natural one. <laughs> You've never heard of this. <laughs> I've got an 18, but I've only got knowledge local. So you can't roll higher than a DC 10 20, if you don't have it, any points in it. Uh, 22 on knowledge history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have heard of this thing. Um, nobody really knows what it does, but it is a green statuette that kind of resembles like an octopus type creature. You know what? I do know what that is. It's like a gr- it's a green statue that resembles like an an octopus. What's it do? Nobody really knows. <laughs> yes, we don't we don't know either. We just know it's very old and historic, so we kept it here. Where was it found? No, uh, it's it's missing. Where was it found originally? Uh, no, that I'm not sure either. I'm sure it was some um, some dig site somewhere. Would be my my guess. Was this where? Uh, Horace was found in the library. Yes, he found back in the. Was he found in the antiquities section? No, he was Mm. he was found over here where you can see all the tables. Does it look like he had been over in that section? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Perhaps he was looking for it, but somebody else had already taken it. Can you think of any reason someone would want to take this sea sage effigy? No, because, like we said, we've researched this thing high and low, and we still have no idea what it does. Hmm. Well, somebody does. Is it magical? Mm, no. Nobody's ever detected magical? No. <laughs> I don't think that's what he said. Well, now he said no, but... <laughs> I think they've cast detect magic on it and did not detect any magic Yes, on it. that's, that's a, what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was certainly the question I was asking. Mm-hmm. So, if you guys want, uh, from here, you can kind of do your own investigation, um... Because all you're getting from him is what he knows, and he wasn't here mm-hmm. at the time. Was that? Were there any other witnesses? I mean, the guards that were here were the only ones. So just the guards. There, but the the guards that were on duty that night are not currently working because mm-hmm. they're they're night shift guards. Gotcha. It's not the night. They weren't put on paid administrative leave. No. Well, I definitely think we should investigate this area. Oh, oh, and I've just remembered. I do want to check out some of the resources here. Because I've just remembered that when we were looking into, when, when Horace was telling us about the, the Hearst Dog story, I'd had a really boss uh, knowledge religion role, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see if I could find something more about that. Like, I'd heard of a creature that fit the description of killing kids and, 
having eyes and stuff like that. Bunch of eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, I could show you the section. They said that nothing else was missing, so it may be a mess, but everything should be there. Yes, let's see if we can find something there. And this might be a, a baby split up. We're all in the library, but maybe mm-hmm. I'll check out the crime scene while Vivian goes and tries to do some cross-referencing. Okay. And are there any other reports that's worth looking for, Gary? Like, do they keep newspapers where we could get reports on the other crimes? Not really. There may be some, like, law books that have, that have some old case files in it kind of thing. But they, they don't have, like, the newspaper section. Or okay. Like that. They don't have the Lepish.Herald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So Roderick leads Vivian over to the section on religious books. And I'm sure she has to start picking them up off the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Roderick is going to move over to, he's going to start in the history section and roll a perception check. All right. It's a 20 even. 20 even. Uh, and this is over with the, like, the antiquity section and all that, history and all that? Yes, where the uh, that effigy was kept. Okay. So with that, uh, so looking around from there, you can kind of see from... Kind of from the area of the door that you came in, um, there are some remains of like some fine silver wire and a tiny bell attached to the door, which you would know because it's a spell that you like. Uh, it was an alarm spell, <laughs> um, but it's already been triggered and has not been reset. You see some very large tracks on the floor that look like whatever boots were being worn had some sort of metal on them because there's some scratches like metal, like iron scratches underneath that. Do they look like they match horse? Yes. Just shoes? Mm-hmm. Uh, you notice the smell of beeswax lingering in the air. What could that possibly mean? It's none of your beeswax. <laughs> uh, like candles? You, you just notice the smell of beeswax. Um, you also notice looking up into like the upper section of this area that would look down to the auditorium area. Like the second story, but in the same room? Yeah, same room, but it, there's like you know, Big library. stairs that go up. Yeah. Like a balcony? Like a balcony where you can look over and gotcha. watch the mm-hmm. Yeah, or mezzanine you know, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, kind of thing. so up there. Up there you see some, looks like one of the, part of the railing is broken, and there's some scratches that match those same iron scratches uh, on the floors, but on the, the railings up at the top. Huh. Like, kicked it? You're not sure if he kicked it or if, like, he fell backwards and his boots scraped huh. off or of he climbed, it. Or climbed it? Might climbed. have climbed. Zenobi would like to roll a perception check looking for place, hidey holes, hidden doors, something not apparent to the eye. Mm-hmm. Trying to stretch her wings as, uh, as she gets her new skills in trap finding and hidden thing finding. Okay. And where exactly are you in the, looking? In the area where the uh, uh, artifact used to be. Okay. I'm sure there's some sort of stand or nook or... Can you describe that? How, how do you see this? Is it Was it standing, freestanding on it, like a pillar? Or it was a, on like a pedestal. Pedestal base? Um, yeah. So kind of like you'd see like in a museum where there's just this pedestal where mm-hmm. this artifact would have been standing. So I want to look around this whole area and just see what I can see. Are there are there other marks besides the footprints and the uh, or the boot prints and mm-hmm. things like that? And is there any way it could have been hidden in plain sight sort of idea? So I'm just going to roll okay. a perception check. Go for that. And that would be 8 plus 5, 13. 13. I'm sorry, 8 plus 8, 16. Okay, 16. So with that, 
you notice a couple of things about this area where the the artifact was like the rest of the library has all of this damage and all that stuff in here this little it's almost like a cubby area that's kind of got like these bay windows in here and this little room where they had some artifacts in here this room looks almost completely untouched no damage nothing like that in this area no boot scuffs anything like that you notice that um the pedestal that used to have the effigy on it it's crowded with these little small fetishes on them there's like some mother of pearl fish carvings that are undamaged you also notice that these bay like windows each of them have this grime on the edge of the windows except one Mm. The center window is shut, but there's no grime on it. Mm. <laughs> Dang, good job, Zenobia. So I'm going to go over to this place where there's no grime mm-hmm. and, and, again, have a look. Can I open this window? You can. You easily are able to open this window. It makes no sound whatsoever. It just swings open. Whereas you look at the other windows, which are they're openable, but it takes an effort. You have to clear the grime away. Things like that. So can I look out? What do I see when I look out that window and look down? Uh, you look down and you see just the the grounds of um, toward the back area of the university. Okay. And I want to look at the wall underneath underneath that sill. Is there a, a gutter nearby or a trellis or... It's not really, really a trellis. It's... it's elevated from the first floor but it's not like a full second story up it's about halfway up so you could easily get up you could easily get up and and over or a large creature could easily reach outside kind of thing so do i see anything on the ground do i see any footprints marks scuffs Uh, holes from a ladder you don't really notice anything like that with with only the 16 you don't really see anything more but I'm curious. I'm going to hang around again, wait for my turn, and roll again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, people, or we can go outside and, and hmm? roll out there. I can call people over, and everybody can start rolling. So real quick, the grime on the windows is just generic, nondescript grime. But yes. it's clean in some. It's clean in one place. So yeah. So it's the not being grimy is the suspicious part. Exactly, yes. and that it's quiet because I'm. I'm assuming Gary that. I test the other, because you said they could be open, mm-hmm. but they creak and they're kind of gritty. They, they all make noise. And but this one is like it's been oiled. Yeah. Like it's so, been prepared. So, Roderick, is there a knowledge Roderick can roll on the beeswax? Can you roll spellcraft to see if that's a spell component for a specific spell? And do I smell beeswax on these hinges? Uh, you can roll the spellcraft. Okay, um, rolling spellcraft. Natural one. <laughs> so you don't really notice anything, but Zenobia, you do notice right there by the window that you smell the beeswax right on like the hinges mm. of the window. Clever mom. Dang, Zenobia. She's she's all up on this. You know, I used to love to he- hear those stories of law and order. <laughs> <laughs> Around the fireplace. So while that's happening, Vivian's sitting on the floor with a bunch of books open around her. And she's just muttering to herself. She's like, I know I've heard of this. I know I've seen this somewhere in my studies or I've heard of something causing this type of situation. What was it? What was it? She's just flipping through the books. So is she having any success as she's uh, looking through these books, Gary? Uh, you're finding some some things that hint at to what this creature could be. It's 
you have a really good idea of what it is, mm-hmm. but you're not finding the actual name of it mm. anywhere. It's like people have told stories about this creature, but mm-hmm. they haven't really written much down about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, can I do like a, a wisdom check of where I should be looking next for information? Sure. Cool. We're just uh, gonna ignore that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's very distracted right now. So, um, she, v- Vivian, thinking that she's learned all she can about the uh, from the books from this, she's like, "Oh, I know this exists. I know this." She's just basically gonna take it at that. She's confident that the that Horace did not cause this. That something else did. She's very worried about it, but can't can't be. Uh, there's there's more immediate pressing things happening right now. Mm-hmm. So she, everyone else, you both. Vivian and Vivian, Roderick and Zenobia, you guys are over in the antiquities. Yes. Vivian wants to go over to where the, the bigger part of the mess is. Yeah, that's where Renly is. Renly is going back over all of the all of the obvious. Yes. Mm. So Renly, I'll let you take over, and then Vivian will walk up while you're uh, doing your thing. So he sees the boot marks, mm-hmm. uh, and it, we know that they belong to Horace because he's the only one who wears that size. He also, like, the boots that he wears have, like, these iron straps around them. Yep. So they, they would match that. They're that size and they have those iron straps. So they're big and have iron straps. That's the only thing linking him. And the fact that he was... And they found him there. Yeah. And there's no other footprints around him? No. So We didn't roll survival. So this is... How far away is the uh, this other section, right? Like, where he was found... Horse wasn't found in antiquities, right? He no, was found he, in. He was found like in the the reference sections where all the books and stuff were. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not a. It's, it's a big. A huge... It's a big library because it's a mm-hmm. university library, but it's not a massive mm-hmm. area. You could probably walk from one side to the other in less than a minute. My yeah. question is like, are these two sections next door to each other? Is it like yeah. an L shape? They're. Like? And it doesn't help most of you, but I'm kind of imagining the library from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. and uh, It helps me. Yeah. <laughs> You've got, like, the, the front entryway where you can check in and all that stuff. They have tables down here for you to sit in, and then a few steps up. Okay. They have the books and, and all that stuff. The stacks. Okay. The, and the then stacks behind are that are the, re- the, the things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. so Is the antiquity straight through? Yes. Yeah. Can you see that window? Like the bay? Are you looking into the bay from yeah. the front door? You you can see all the way back there. It's not so big that you can't see it through there. Okay. All right. So, Renly, do you want to roll some perceptions with me? Absolutely. Let's perceive. And Roderick's going to roll a survival to see if he can find any other tracks besides the obvious. And I'm going to do that also because uh, of my uh... natural four. So that's a five. Fifteen. Sixteen. Sixteen perception. 12 uh, on the miss. Switching die. So really with, with all of those rolls, you don't really find out anything more. The biggest thing that the two of you looking at this main area where the mess is is that there's no like order. To, it's not like he was looking for something. Mm. It looks like he was just throwing a fit and breaking stuff. Mm. It's just completely disorganized and stuff is broken. Yeah, that was going to be one of my next questions, so thank you. Mm-hmm. So the guard said he was looking for something, but at this point he threw a fit. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't find it. Yeah. So I'm going to make the leap that he didn't find this figurine, this effigy. So I guess our next step is to look to to head outside of the window and see what we can find on the outside of it. And I've just rolled a 21 survival tracking. I don't know if I've done it correctly. Okay. You're you're tracking the f- 
horse's footprints or something else? Are you wanting to identify looking, the footprints? Looking for so, any kind of evidence. So there's doing a survival check for looking for footprints, looking mm-hmm. for things like that. Mm-hmm. Or there's using your tracking ability, which is following a trail. I don't think we're ready to follow it yet, so I'm looking for the tracks. So your bonus is going to be different. My bonus would be plus seven. Mm-hmm. Twenty. So it's a thirteen plus seven. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah. No. Just wanted to make sure we were clear with our words. Because the tracking also ha- involves dividing it then. It's a... Yeah, it's, it's a different bonus. It's a different bonus. It's a higher yes. bonus. Yes. So you're just looking around with specifically for... Sur- Which I didn't do the first time, yes. Yeah. Before you were just looking at what you saw, but now you're looking specifically for hints of people. Mm-hmm. Not just the scenario as a whole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So sorry. What, what exactly are you looking for again? I was looking at something up. Uh, she's looking at anything in a, in addition to what I've got that would any additional footprints or things like that. Are she's you looking w- outside the window or in in the room? In the room, I'm still inside. Yeah, the we have inside area. So you you don't see anything additional. There's no no big boot prints. There's no scrapes. There's nothing like that. It's it's very odd how clean this room is compared to the rest of the place. Yeah, Zenobia, do you want to point that out to the rest of us? Yes, and I just want to whenever the right time is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is now is now the yeah. right time to yeah. call you all over? Yeah, because right. we're yeah we're, we're I'm finding we are finding yeah. nothing. Sorry. All right. Can we all get together and review what we've seen? I, I there's something very strange going on over here where this effigy used to stand. I want you to look how how the window's been lubricated and cleaned. Yes, I was smelling beeswax. Yes, and it's the bees. It seems to have the the beeswax aroma seems to be coming from here, where the beeswax was used to make the the window move silently. So, is, are there any tracks outside? I I can't see anything from here. But what's very strange is there's no tracks inside. No, f- every place else seems to be very disordered and disrupted. But so, if someone came in through the window, they definitely would have tracked an earth from outside. Perhaps, and we've we can see Horace's footprints everywhere. This doesn't look like Except he did this. Except here, it doesn't it does look not like look. he did this. But could this be what made him so angry? Or maybe he was a maybe his action was a distraction from this. That's mm. where I was leaning with what I've seen. Yes, and you know, with magic users, anything could be possible. That's very true. So the two possible theories are. Someone stole the thing Horace was looking for previously, or Horace was hired to make a distraction while someone was stealing something. And take the blame. Hired or controlled? It very well could be the latter. Yeah. Did I say hired? Yes. yes. I meant controlled. <laughs> hmm. Shall, shall we go outside and see what we can see? I think, I think that yes. We yes. Need to, uh, we've exhausted everything in the library. Sorry, I didn't catch it. You said there was like a balcony or a trellis or something outside of the window. Yeah, can you? Ju- we're on the first floor, right? You're you're on the first floor, and this how this high library? Up is it? It's it's not a full story. I was kind of like twelve feet up. I would 12 say feet up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not like you could probably jump and get to the sill and boost and then, yourself up. Yeah, climb climb okay. across the way. If okay. you're if you're tall like Roderick and I are, you could probably and you could survive climb. jumping down as long as you rolled. Right. Well, I mean, you could survive. I mean, without broken limbs. Yes. Unless you were really clumsy and fell on your head, you were probably going to be okay. Have you guys seen the uh, Ted Bundy special with uh, or movie with Zac Efron? Not yet. Mm-hmm. I still want to, but I haven't seen it. There's there's a scene where he practices like Ted Bundy's like practicing jumping so that he can escape through that courthouse window. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty, like, oh, my ankles hurt the whole time. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. I have one question. Is there any more information on this effigy in the library that we could go look up? 
no. Okay, no. then I'm not going to waste time on that. They have no idea. Because that would be the one other thing I would be doing is to try and find some yeah. history on this thing. Yeah, it's the Maltese Falcon. It's it's definitely it to them. It seems very otherworldly. They don't know what it does or where it comes from or what it's supposed to represent. Hmm. All right. So we've got our two theories. Let's go outside and look at the grounds. Mm-hmm. Also, get a new perspective on the situation. Also, Vivian doesn't think this, but. Noelle's now a little suspicious of the librarian. Well, she didn't roll any sense motives. Yeah, because Vivian wouldn't. Vivian's trusting. Okay. Uh, so you file out of the library and go around to the outside, finding where the this bay window is. Uh, give me a perception out here. Nice. 23. I have not rolled above a 10. I tripped over my own feet. With the 23, Roderick, uh, you notice kind of leading up to this window, there are these tiny little footprints. Tiny footprints? Like mice or people? Like tiny footprints. Yeah. But human footprints? Animal footprints? You're not sure. They give me a survival for that. Zenobia, look, I found some footprints. Natural 20. Yay. Yay! Oh, look, I rolled a 10. So that's a 13 for me. Net 20 survival, 27. Yes. 27. So these are very tiny humanoid type Ooh, footprints. Like a gnome? Are gnomes tiny? Gnomes yeah. are small. So smaller than a gnome. Mm-hmm. What did we just run into that was tiny? Didn't we run into some creature? Not that I can think of. No, I can't think of anything. It was the skulls. That was it. It was, was the little it. floating skulls. Yeah. They don't have feet. That's all right. I was just trying to remember why I had some tiny in my uh, memory banks. So Zenobi and Renly, in your understanding of humanoid species, what what could have humanoid footprints this small? It's smaller than a gnome or a halfling. Pixies? I'm asking you to roll knowledge local. Um, roll what? Knowledge local. Ah. Rolled a nine. I rolled a Four eight. plus five. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know! So y- y'all have definitely have never heard of anything like this, or can't think of anything like this. Roger, yeah. the librarian? Roger, will roll Arcana on a lark, just in case it's a magical creature or something. That's kind. what I was thinking. Okay. 18. 18. Switching my die again. <laughs> Back to the other one? A uh, different one. I've got three that I use for her. Okay. But that's a 15. 15? So. Uh, with that, you know that, I mean, there's always the possibility that it could be some sort of construct. What? Really? A tiny construct? Mm-hmm. So it's possible that it's some other kind of construct besides what... Cause because Horus is a construct, but this is obviously a different one. If it is. Can we see... So, uh, where where did we see the fr- footprints? Are they on the wall? Are they on the ledge? Are they're, they on the floor? They're on the, ground, the ground. They're on the ground leading up toward that, that window. Can we Are they follow, like little monkeys? Can we follow the trail back? Exactly. Uh, somebody trail? had tracking. Yeah. <laughs> you can track them. It, all in good time, everybody. And not this time. <laughs> What'd you roll? <laughs> a three. So, yeah. So... You can see which that they go up to the this window area, but you don't really see anywhere else where they go. Kind of, it just happened to walk in a spot that was soft at that moment. Hmm. Can I move out ten feet and start looking for tracks leading away? Is there any obvious? With you've kind of lost the track of where they are. You don't really see anything obvious of where where it might have gone. Hmm. This is still. Valuable. Some tiny creature, possibly construct, came and stole the item either before Horace came looking for it or as Horace was uh, yeah. throwing a rampage. 
And we don't see any other footprints around. And clearly, clearly planned this. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Horus has no memory of the entire evening, so that makes it even stranger. Those of you who have it, go ahead and give me another knowledge arcana. Mm. Natural one. Natural 20. Yay. There 16. Do I need to tell you the whole total? No. The natural 20? Uh, 20 is good. Uh, after you mentioned that it might be some sort of construct, Renly remembers that you know, a tiny construct could be a homunculus, which is something that alchemists use mm. to do, you know, as like a servitor for an alchemist. So, so this, okay. So, sometimes I get these words confused: homunculus and golem. I always thought that homunculus. Why didn't I think of that? Obviously. And and I, I, I for the longest time I thought that that our friend Horus was a homunculus. But no, no, no. That's not it. I believe that a humun- uh, homunculus. homunculus was used here. So what is a homunculus? They're usually servants of an, of, of an alchemist. Would an alchemist be able to construct golems also? Presumably. So, so that's a... Who, who's a... Is there like a registry of... Of alchemists, do, do do they get licensed like pharmacists? <laughs> <laughs> like like we had to? Do they have to get permits? To Probably not if they're doing it le- illegally. Right. Oh, that's right. So this is very valuable information. It is we, indeed. We still don't know why Horace was in there and has no memory of being there. But it if we found the person who was controlling this homunculus, that might give us more clues. Yes. But I do think we've spent as much time here as we as we dare to. We have to get to... Yes, we do. Marost. We have to find evidence to help Horst for tomorrow's trial. How far away is Marost? Let's go. Vivian starts walking in a random direction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could probably always ask the librarian for a map. Oh, that's a great idea. Vivian runs back in. <laughs> Give me your maps! <laughs> uh, doctor. Dr. Cromwell. Cromwell? Who's Dr. Cromwell? You just keep throwing names out. Crowell. I can't read my own handwriting. Doctor. I'm sorry, I'm very sick. <laughs> D- doctor, could you could you provide us with a map of the area? We, we're we going to have to do some traveling for the next couple of days. Oh, uh, um, yes, yes, of course. Um, uh, where where are you heading? Morast. Uh, Morast, yes. Um. <laughs> Making fun of my pronunciation. <laughs> I'm a foreigner. I can obviously tell you're not from this region. <laughs> Get the maps for all the other places, too, Yes, Viv. Yes, I was going to. Uh, we need to go to Morast, Herstag, and... Morast, Herstag. <laughs> there is no A. There is no A in Herstag. Um, and then Carbile, where Carl is. <laughs> Carbile, Carl. Carbile, which I just imagine is made of bread. Uh, it is an island made of bread. And mm-hmm. yes, there is an A in Herstag. Oh, well, it's, I, <laughs> it's, it's, I spelled it wrong then. <laughs> it's Herstag. H-E-R-G-S-T-A-G. Did anyone else have it spelled that way? You know, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be on record. So he, he goes and finds all of these these maps for you, hands them to you, and you see that uh, here, here's the one for the village of Morast, which is M-O-R-A-S-T. <laughs> Uh, and this one is for the uh, community of Hergstag, H-E-R-G-S-T-A-G. Yeah, I totally didn't spell that right. And uh, here's um, here's a map of Carb Isle, K-A-R-B-I-S-L-E. <laughs> I had that one spelled right. 
I whoever told us about Herg's dog pronounced it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I had an O in my notes as well. Doctor, I said Herg's dog. <laughs> are there any alchemists in town? Oh, there are several. Any evil ones? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone particularly particularly evil? Um, none that I know of, but I mean, to each their own. Any of them have homunculi familiars? I'd hope not. Those things are nasty creatures. Mm. Are you an alchemist? <laughs> no, I'm a librarian. I mean, you could dabble in alchemy. Yeah, those are not exclusive. You have all these books. That's motive. All of his class levels are in librarian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I know the Dewey Decimal System. What about the library? four ranks in it. Yes. <laughs> what about the Library of Congress? I know that too. <laughs> All right. Well, we must dash. Roderick, how are we getting there? Where can we buy a horse? Well, we have a cart that has been carrying our goods. If we unload all of our goods at the good judge's house, we could ride in the cart with my summoned horse, and it would take us it would take us about three hours to get there with the horse's uh, normal traveling speed. Well, as a scold, I can I can inspire all my allies. Do you think the horse likes me? Yes, I think he's compelled to like and obey everyone in the party to which he summoned. So, one level above walking for a horse, what is that? It's a double move. So it, it basically doubles the movement speed. With the cart, it's slightly less than that. But well, then, so uh, they'd be cantering. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yes, I, I, I think I can use my Song of Marching to help us in, with time. Oh, yes, I've heard of this vaguely. Yeah, I think, I think that should help uh, very much. Oh, wonderful. All right, well, let's go unload this cart and get going. Okay, uh, be- before you go, uh, Roderick, um, part of the reason I was expecting you, this was delivered here for you. And he hands you a note. Oh, from one of my old classmates? Maybe they saw me in town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so popular. <laughs> um... Yes. Okay, so, and so he opens it up and unfolds it. My son, also, uh, he starts reading it out loud, and then after he reads my son, he um, stops reading it out loud. Oh. And so he's reading silently, and his brow furrows in frustration. Yes, since you are there, I suppose it would be, it would make sense to read it. My son, I'm sure you have a lot of questions. I'm sorry you had to discover my secret this way. You were better off believing I was dead. I never meant you to find out. I should have stayed hidden in the shadows, but I had to know that you were okay after the passing of Professor Lorimore. I know how close you two were. The pack must have followed me, and as soon as I knew they were hunting you, I followed to make sure that you were safe. Luckily, the mongrels who followed you were omegas of the pack. I was bitten by an alpha, and so my status outranks them. Oh, so they have a hierarchy. Imagine that. (laughs) The, The wolves. After I was bitten, I didn't know what to do. Your mother helped me to conceal my new identity. Please don't be upset. I wanted to tell you the truth, but I swore her to secrecy. I couldn't bear your disappointment in me becoming an unholy beast. I can understand if you never wish to speak to me again. Or if you wish my death, I deserve it. But if you wish to speak to me, leave a note with Dr. Cromwell and he will inform me. Be safe, my son. Your father. Stay thirsty. Does it say Cromwell? Crow. Leave a note with Dr. Crowell and he will inform me. I'm sick. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Roderick. Wow. Vivian puts a hand on your shoulder. I've been through a lot of emotions in the past couple of months. Well, p- past no couple doubt. of months, past couple of days. My goodness, Roderick. All right, well, let's ponder this on the road. Chop, chop. Dr. Crow, so you are aware of the goings-on here, I'm assuming. Um, yes, he 
he, he came to speak to me. I, I had believed he was dead. Um, but uh, I, I guess after seeing Professor Lormo's death, he wanted to make sure that you were okay. And then he, he told me that you two had a, a run-in. You could say that? I, I told him that I would be your mediator until you are ready to see him face to face. Well, that is very generous of you. Um, I guess he must have really liked Roderick. <laughs> Who? Your uh, dad? Dr. Cromwell. No, Dr. Crow. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you never get my name right. <laughs> I do apologize. I don't know why that one name keeps, keeps <laughs> tripping me up. <laughs> Dr. A. Crow, Dr. Cromwell, Dr. <laughs> Crawley. Dr. Crowley. So, so many names throughout the years. <laughs> I know, but it's a funny gag. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> Very well. Yes, I uh, I shall write a quick note and leave it with you. Uh, thank you very much for your generosity in helping me mediate this situation. Of course. So, so I'm picturing like a, a Home Alone note. Keep your emotions, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> Back off. <laughs> But yeah, he just leaves a very basic, you know, Father, I, w- I do want to meet. Um, when you're not hungry. <laughs> <laughs> not during a full moon, please, thanks. <laughs> I'll bring my sulfur. Okay, so you leave a note for him. Yep. Uh, he takes it. He makes sure he, he lets you know that he will get it to your father. And you head off back to Judge Derriman's house, where you drop off all of your stuff. We do inform her. Of what we're doing. It's not just showing up and throwing things in our house. <laughs> Very teenage daughter, right. teenage son. Yes, if we have to travel to investigate, and unfortunately, the places we need to investigate are inconveniently far away, so we need to get there more quickly. If you want to do all our laundry, that's fine. No, just kidding, I have delegates. <laughs> I am not your mother. I'm just imagining, and like... None of you people have any servants. I'm just imagining, like, teenagers coming home with their huge mm-hmm. thing of laundry. They only come home for laundry? Yeah. I mean, laundry I at the dorms teenage- is expensive. Yeah, I was gonna say, I guess it's not teenagers, it's, you know, college students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who could be in their teens, but... Mm-hmm. Possibly. Alright, so you drop stuff off at uh, Judge Derriman's house, and you start your trek toward Morast. It's about a 12-mile journey. Yeah, so we summon the horse, and then Renly begins his song of marching, which, if my calculations are correct, it should get us there in shortly under two hours. Okay. So we're just in time for Dindins? Exactly. Well, I have an important question. What is Renly singing this entire time? The most annoying road trip song in the world, A Hundred Bottles of Beer. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking uh, Rawhide. Oh, get, him up, get him up, get him up, move him on. Da, 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 da. I'd like to retcon that to be Rawhide, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just had Christmas, so it can't be Sleigh Ride. That's true. I giddy mean, up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. I will leave this room. <laughs> Fine. Rawhide it is. Yay, I win. So, Rawhide would make them want to go faster because they're excited. 99 bottles of beer on the wall would make them want to go faster. Get you get the song over. Yes. Yes. Well, it's not over till you hit one. Or you hit no <laughs> bottles of beer. Yeah. So, like, in town, if you got there before the song ended, he'd still be singing it. And then all of you could still, you know, haste <laughs> to Walk try faster. and get away. <laughs> That's so funny. Will you shut up? <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. That really helped a lot. So can we buy, like, 
noise canceling helmets. <laughs> Bo- <laughs> Bose helmets. Bose helmets. Just yeah. cast silence around you. Yeah. Yeah. Cast deafen. Mm-hmm. Right. So you make it into Morast. What you notice is this very kind of dilapidated town. It's all of the houses are up on stilts because it's a very swampy area. Think of it as the backwoods of Louisiana. Basically, mm. what this looks like, or the swamp levels in uh, Starbound. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not the elegant versions of Louisiana at all. It's it's the it's everything's the, up on stilts and the it's bayous. It's the bayous, definitely. Got the uh, that little firefly from Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. So, what do we observe when we uh, first uh, make our way into town? It's a relatively quiet town area. Um, you go in, and there's there's a gentleman. An older-looking gentleman with gray hair sitting on his his front porch. Playing a banjo? Basically. (laughs) Uh, And he sees you coming in. He's chewing on this very foul-smelling swamp weed. And he spits a couple of times. And he's like, what are you folk doing here? Vivian uh, steps forward with her most beautiful smile. She says, hello, good evening. My name is Vivian Heatherton, and we are here to investigate the the murders that happened ten years or a year ago of ten citizens. We're trying to find out more information about that. I see. And I wanted to roll a diplomacy as far as like first impression, like mm-hmm. oh please dice don't fail me. Hmm. Um so eight plus six is fourteen. Uh fourteen Diplomacy or sixteen if he finds me attractive. <laughs> okay. Mm, well, we don't normally get any uh, any of you city folk, or you furners here in our parts. <laughs> furners? Furners. You heard me. I did, but I didn't understand furners. It's a, it's a foreigner. Oh, he's not speaking from wrong. Okay. No, Renly. What? Renly? No, hush. There's a oh. Pardon. He's new. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why are you uh, coming in here bringing up all this business about dead people? Well, partially because we don't really know what happens. All we know is that some people died. We're involved in the trial in Lepestad. I mean, for the beast. Yes. She, she doesn't want to reveal which side she's working on. Just that she's involved in the trial. Mm-hmm. She's being coy. I see. Well, I'm supposed to be in Lepestad tomorrow. I'm the one testifying. Oh, you're a uh, witness. What yes. was your name? I'm sorry, I'm so rude. Introductions. I, I told you my name. What is your name? My name is Lasney. Please spell it since I can't seem to spell anything right in this game. Well, I don't know how to spell because I don't know how to write either. <laughs> but... From what I understand, people have told me that's an L, an A, a Z, an N, and an E. I love that name. I love names with Zs in them. I'm Zenobia. I live in a village, used to live in a village, very like this. I used to live in a caravan down by the river. Are you a motivational speaker? (laughs) 
I'm glad somebody got the joke in the room. <laughs> so, Lasne, can you can you share with us what you're going to? Can you give us a bit of a preview of what you're going to say tomorrow? I, su- I suppose I, I could I could tell you something. How about if we buy you dinner and you can tell us about what happened? Well, I don't know what type of dinner you'd buy here. Everybody just makes everything themselves. We could go catch something in the swamp. Hmm, that would be a good idea. <laughs> oh, she's taking the she's taking the adding the twang approach. Yes. Maybe some frog Call legs. Call me Hillary. Oh, jeez, mom. <laughs> frog legs, some gator tail. Oh, it all sounds very unusual. Is there some place where we can buy some something to drink? If I can't buy you dinner, can I buy you something to drink? We can go up to the tavern. Let's do. Maybe we can make them cook something for us too. On me. Alrighty then. <laughs> I can just imagine this guy, and it's just like, oh. So I'm, just, I'm, I'm studying him, okay? Mm-hmm. So I want to run a, run a diplomacy check too. So that's a fifteen. 15 plus 5 plus 1, so uh, 16. Uh, 21. <laughs> 16, 21, yeah. 15 plus 5 plus, plus yeah. 1, 16. No. Uh, so it's 16 plus 5, so it's 21. 21. <laughs> okay. So, of everybody, he seems to talk more to you than he does to anybody else, which I'm sure it feels weird for Vivian to not be the one getting the attention. Yeah, but she doesn't think that way. She's she's very much like, oh, this makes perfect sense. Yeah, Vivian's very aware she's a city girl, mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to come off as rude in these other environments. But she's absolutely like, ew, swamp, <laughs> gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lasney, how many different words for dirt do you have in your uh, native language? For dirt? Yeah, we had twelve. That sounds about right. It's a word for dirt. It's a word for grime. Mud. Mud. Silt. Soil. Schmutz. Yes. They're so not interested in us interrupting. (laughs) So So we categorize all the dirt as we pass it. Mm -hmm. As we make our way... So so we make our way to the tavern, and then I think Vivian, seeing that Zenobia's got this in hand, she wants to... um, once they get to the tavern, she wants to help get the food and everything. And she's like, "What can I? What can I order for you? What can I get you?" Gator tail. Anything else? What do you want to drink? I want some rum. Excellent choice. So she's taking everyone's orders and getting that all handled while Zenobia can just focus on talking to him. And I think Roger wants to kind of prompt Vivian to where we can start. Just kind of casually asking other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, start gathering information, walking uh, around the bar. Asking about asking the witness. Mm-hmm. Spreading a little money around. Mm-hmm. Making sure everybody's... So so we'll let Zenobia talk to the witness, and while that's happening in the background, we're going to be gathering information. Uh, those of you that have knowledge local, go ahead and roll knowledge local for me. 18 plus... Got, got to get a new prescription here. Um, I have 20. Oh, 20 not, never mind. Not natural Knowledge 20. local, mama. Okay. Yes. So, uh, 23. So, you got a 20 and a 23? Yes. Um, so, with that, you've heard stories of this little small town of Marast and the fact that they're very unique people. 
the people of Morast hardly ever get sick. They live very long and healthy lives. And you've even heard stories of that, like, if somebody from Morast dies and their body gets, you know, dug back up, there's no sign of decay. Whoa. Mm. They're, like, undead? They're not undead. They're very much living. Does the soil have gentle repose in it? It must be something magical in their diet. Yeah, they're just... Skater tail. Different than most people. Hmm. Is there a knowledge I can roll to perhaps suss out what that might be? An arcana or something? Or nature, even though I don't have that. Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, just sort of some background information yeah, as just we some start background doing on, diplomacy. On them. So, so is death unknown there, or is it just rare D- due to accident? Uh, I mean, or, or murder in the case that we were dealing with. Murder happens, or just death from old age. So that must have been really shocking then, when ten people were murdered in this town, mm-hmm. because people don't die here a lot. Yeah, people don't get sick and die. Do they have a lot of kids? There are a few. The I mean, population is normal for a okay. town like this. It does, it's not like overrun with kids mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. This is so much feeling like Fallout for some reason. I'm just really like I'm just I'm just trying to imagine a swamp in Ustalov. I I don't really know. Again, in my head, it's like Transylvania. Like, are there swamps in Transylvania? Yeah, it's very wet. It rains all the time. Mm-hmm. The moors. But is it? But it's not. I just don't think of it be, as being warm. I guess is my. It doesn't have to be warm to be a swamp. It just has to be wet. Mm-hmm. Just wet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's swamps in uh, northern Wisconsin. That's what those, all the... the right. The bog lakes... Yeah. Okay. ...turn into. I'm you're, not big... you're right. It's, it's, it's different. It's not a tropical swamp. Yeah. It's not like in mangrove my head. or... Yeah. In my head, I've got a tropical swamp in my head. This is more peat moss and... Ugh. And uh, here's the other thing. I have no interest in visiting any type of swamp in real life, so <laughs> they're pretty. That's horrible. where my ignorance comes yeah. from. But I want to go to the Everglades. You spent time in yeah. a swamp, right, Mom? I did. Like Pe- doing peat bogs. Ugh. Yes, they're scary. Ugh. Mm. Guess what? They're full of insects. <laughs> mm. yeah. I was gonna say peats. Snakes. Mm-hmm. The Adventure of Pete and Pete. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch Pete of those guys. Yeah. Okay. And repeat. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so all right, so that's just some background information just as, some, as some Roderick b- and I are background on this. Interesting information. Yeah, about that is these interesting. All, all right. right, so while so while Zenobia is is talking to what's his name? Lasney. Lasney. Roderick and Vivian are gonna start scoping the bars and talking to people and gathering information in the background. So Zenobia, take it away. So Lasney, first of all, thanks for talking with me. It's been a long time since I've met just a normal human being. These people are driving me crazy. I can understand that. <laughs> None of them understand village living. They're all from the city. Uh, most people, if they don't grow up in a village, then they just don't understand it. They don't, do they? They just don't get the, the beauties of it. They don't. It's a simple life, but it's a good life. <laughs> Tell me what happened a year ago. I'm working right now. This is my new, This is my new job. I'm becoming an investigator, so i got to ask questions. All right, then. Well, the main parts that I can tell you is we noticed that people would just start disappearing from these parts. From their houses or from their work? or They'd be going from, from work to home or going from 
you know, hunting back home, or they go out to to fetch their meal for the evening and just not return, that sort of thing. Um, there was one, one of the first to, to go missing was a, a poacher, and she, she went out to go hunt, and her body was found later with its face missing. Oh my. Just the face? Just the face. The rest of her stayed intact, but the face was missing. Oh my goodness. We didn't know. That was the first? That was the first. We didn't know exactly what would cause that, because most of the animals wouldn't leave such the rest of a good body lying around. There'd be more of her missing. Mm-hmm. So, we didn't know what to think of it. And then more people would just start disappearing, and it was again the same thing, like just... Just an arm would be missing, or or just a finger, or something like that. They'd be dead, but just one, pieces of them. just pieces of them would be missing. And it didn't seem to make any sense. Mm. So, we as a town got together, and we decided to set a trap. How many people died before you set the trap? About ten. What sort of trap did you make? <laughs> well, there's a group of us, and we were lying in wait for for the beast, who normally would attack after nightfall. Uh, we were armed with torches, and we once he showed up, this this huge, probably seven foot tall beast, this hulking stature. And it looked like it was made out of different body parts. Like, they they didn't all go together. And we waited for it. And we attacked it with the torches that we had and the the pitchforks and the, the bows and arrows that we had. And eventually we... We outnumbered it, and it took off into the swamp, heading toward our, our, our burying ground. And once we we saw it taking, taking flight, we, we chased it. We got into our boats, and we followed it. And we continued to attack it until it fell. And it fell on the grounds of our, of our burying ground. And we were going to go after it again. But a blood came and came up and, and bit it right in the shoulder. That sounds horrible. It sounds uh, as, Is it as horrible as it sounds? I mean, it's a big old gator, basically. He came up, bit it in the shoulder, and this thing let out so many howls and so many words and curses that even the worst whores in Lepistad would, would have been ashamed of its language. <laughs> and that... that that creature drug this beast, took a huge chunk out of its shoulder, and then drug it underwater. And the blood just tainted that entire area. We knew it was dead. Mm. We uh, we went on about a business. The blood had tainted our burying ground, so we created a new one. Didn't want to continue using that one. We lived happily as much as we could. Thinking that the beast was dead. Did the killings stop? The killings did stop. 
We didn't even know the beast had escaped until I was called in as a witness. What what did it look like? And I get a, a detailed description I can have. Does it match our beast? The only thing that really matches is the fact that it was about seven feet tall. It was made from different body parts that all go together. Like that, they, they looked like different pieces of different corpses mm-hmm. thrown together. So that that part matches, but you would also know that looking, having met uh, Horus, he doesn't have anything in his shoulder that would resemble this huge gator bite. That's what I was wondering if we've seen his shoulder yet. So so Horus doesn't have a p- bit of his shoulder missing. Right. That's right. And I'm thinking that it's like, hmm, we didn't see any mechanical damage to him. Lasney. Did you recognize in the beast any of the parts that had been missing from your citizens? Well, it it looked like all the parts of all the, the people that had already been dead. The face looked similar to the poacher that had been killed. Ah. Uh. I don't know that it was her. The rest of this creature looked like a man. That's very gruesome and mm. disturbing. Indeed it was. What What do you mean that the burial grounds were polluted? Uh, or that you had to move them because they were tainted? Oh, we didn't move any of them. They, those that had been buried there stayed there. Got it. But it just didn't sit right with us that such a, a holy place had been desecrated by some other creature's blood this murderous creature so we created a new burial ground I don't know why he was going back to those burial grounds it looked like he was going there for a purpose I'm not sure why none of us have gone over there to check hmm can you show me on this map where this place is and would it disturb any of the other citizens in this village if we went and had a look? I can show you. Um, the only way to get there is by boat. I'd be willing to take you there myself to show you. But only two of us can fit in a boat. We'd probably need to rent a couple of others from the other people. They won't just give them for free. No problem. We can take care of that. Can you summon a seahorse? <laughs> I am not putting any limbs in this water. What's a blood caiman? You said it's a croc? It's a, cro- it's, it's or a, a gator. It's, it's a caiman. A, a caiman is a crocodile. Crocodile type creature. They're not the biggest one. They have longest, longer noses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're yeah, smaller than an alligator. By the way, if I'm, if I'm still getting in a... If I'm going anywhere jungly, uh, swampy, I'm putting on my armor. No, no, we're wearing our armor as we travel. Okay, good. Because so, I'm not wearing my court clothes, in other yeah, words. No, 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 no. Remember, we got into town, and then we've done all this stuff. Peace. I just want to make sure that we're <laughs> specifically saying yes. that I've got more than just my skin on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Although, it'll be great if you fall into the water with all that armor on. Hey. I can <clears throat> swim. I remember how long you swam in that ooky water in the prison, so. <laughs> <laughs> Swimming. Swimming. Drowning. Swimming. Drowning. Being held underwater. Yeah, fine line. Fine line, yes. So while this conversation is going on, uh, Roderick and uh, Vivian are just kind of asking around. Roderick's just going to roll to aid her um, oh, gathering information. 
Uh, pressure's on. Have, have I wrung everything out that I can wring out of this, yeah. Gary? Roderick yeah. aids, so you get Thank plus two. Fudge! Oh, I'm so mad. Okay. Uh, so I ate as well. Um, so seventeen diplomacy or nineteen if they think I'm attractive. To try to get more boats, is that what you're trying to do, or what? This was we the gathering just- information portion of it. Anything, just- anything, any other information? It's basically them corroborating what Lasney has said. Of mm-hmm. They set the trap. Mm-hmm. Uh, they chased him mm-hmm. back to the burying grounds. They never actually saw him dead. They saw him pulled under. Pulled under this huge chunk taken out of his shoulder and pulled underwater and he never came back up above the water. Mm -hmm. And this construct seemed to be made out of at least some of the parts of the murdered victims. Correct. Okay. Now I'll I'll go around and start asking for boats. Ah, What is wrong with my dice? They are not happy about the new year. (laughs) Do you guys ate again? I don't know if I want to I do. With that roll. Yeah, but I actually, I managed to roll separate with 15. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 12 or 14 if they think I'm attractive. So we need three boats or we need a bigger boat to what, hold what the other rolling, three people? What are we rolling? People? Diplomacy? Diplomacy. Uh, so you need three total boats. Well, you need two more because Lasney will take one and one person with him. Uh, and he'll be the guide boat. That'll mm-hmm. be me. And the yeah. other two boats can follow. Mm-hmm. So I rolled a 12 or a 14 if they think I'm attractive. This honestly makes sense because Vivian has no idea how to behave in this. Okay, I rolled a natural 20 for diplomacy. <laughs> so Vivian goes up to uh, a gentleman and starts talking, asking about a boat. He's like, mm, sure, you can have a boat for like 15 gold pieces. Okay. And then Renly comes up, asks the same guy, sure, you can borrow it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, she's not paying him then. (laughs) Wait, so do we get two boats? Yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. All right, so. Do we need to take money off our list? We just assume we have enough money. Well, it's me. I'm taking it off mine. And and Vivian's absolutely like, oh, that seems perfectly reasonable. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So we paid for one and got another? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. So buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free. Bogo. And do I owe any money to uh, no. Lesney? No. He's he's taking you out there as a favor. Yeah. But, and we bought dinner and drinks. And mm-hmm. and uh, it is worth noting that all the townspeople are corroborating the same story and that there's not different. Like, that is important to know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sense motive. The whole town's lying. <laughs> all right. So, boat assignments. One of us is going to be on a boat by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Roderick. And I'm and I'm in a boat by myself. No, I'm in a boat with a with Lasney. Alright, so Roderick, you wanna be in a boat by yourself? Because mm-hmm. Vivian really wanted to ride with you because she doesn't know how, what to do on a boat. <laughs> That's fine then. <laughs> so I put Renly by himself. Oh, but then Vivian feels bad because she doesn't want Renly to feel left out. She wants him to feel part of the group. <laughs> so Vivian's stra- just, just, stra- just pick a boat, people. Vivian's straddling <laughs> both boats. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, standing up like warrior woman pose. Mm-hmm. Like Jean-Claude Van Damme on a on yeah. those semis. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what she's doing. I was thinking more like the uh, lawyer in Jurassic Park on the little raft as he's being pulled across. Oh, God. I can almost envision this scene, but it's been so long. It's very awkward looking. <laughs> yeah. No, she looks fabulous. She's just... <laughs> Always. But I imagine yeah. the water probably isn't super deep. It's probably like you just get a long stick and you push yourself across. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not super deep. 
but it's thick and yeah. gross. You still don't want to swim through it's, it. It's like in uh, Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's a, and you're right, they're flat bottom boats. They're mm-hmm. not, they don't draw a lot. Yeah. So these, so you, you get into the boats. Renly, keep your feet out of, uh, feet out of the water. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts, you know, kicking. Vivian pulls out a parasol. <laughs> Is it Very, black? It's got to be black parasol. I'm, a, I'm, I'm imagining the African queen. That old, old movie. With yeah. What you're talking about. It's, again, I, my brain's just not turned on enough for these movie references. Mm-hmm. It's Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. She sings a... Okay. She, she, she moves an organ up this... Uh, oh, it's a horrible movie. Anyway, Leeches. <laughs> Leeches. Yeah. I mean, it's a great movie, but it's, it's a nerve-wracking movie. Uh. <laughs> Humphrey Bogart. You would like it. Mm-hmm. So... So yes, Vivian's, uh, I just imagine her leaning back with a parasol in this, like, horrible, gross environment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Trying to find the beauty. Yeah. (laughs) And there's, like, pterodactyls and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) There could be. Toads. Swamp swamp drakes. (laughs) (laughs) Flavor drakes. But anyway, you make your way uh, into the boats, you start making your way across, um, and you get uh, to the area where the the burying grounds are it's this little looks like this little island that kind of sticks up out of the swamp here and the sun has started to set because it's starting to get into the evening and the temperature is changing where the water is warmer than the the air outside so you have this nice fog starting to billow up and it looks very ominous and creepy mosquitoes start to come in mosquitoes start to come in so nobody doesn't like some mosquitoes and you start approaching this burial ground make this ominous feeling because you've dealt with so many undead things already and we'll see you next week what uh, <laughs> uh, uh, i always just wanted to have a nice day on the river i just wanted to fight a monster not injustice though